Welcome to Bronze and Modern Gods. I am John. And I'm Richard. And we are here back. Well, I'm back from San Diego Comic-Con. Had a great weekend. Uh, and Richard, I'm sure you had a great weekend, too, because you got to celebrate your wife's birthday. Yes, and yes, I did. I got to celebrate a big milestone with my wife. Uh, it was a good weekend. Hey, uh, if you aren't following us on Facebook and Instagram at Bronze and Modern Gods, please do so. If you like these videos, hit like. If you like to join us every week, hit subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. We've got a whole review of San Diego Comic-Con coming, our underrated books of the week. But let's start off with some Comic-Con news, which affects our hot book of the week. Richard, what is it? Our hot book this week is Submariner number one. Ah. What, what else could it be? <laughs> the buzz from Comic-Con was all about the Wakanda Forever tra trailer and our first look at the MCU version of Namor the Submariner. Now, he's going to be played by Tenoch Huerta, who I think is from Narcos on uh, Netflix. I think okay. that's what he's famous for. And I've noticed this more Aztec look that they have for him, which makes sense. That's actually from Ultimate Fantastic Four. Have you ever read that series? No, Mike, no. Mark Millar. I figured you liked Mark. Uh, I you do like Mark stuff. Uh, I would actually look out for those issues. They come right after the Marvel Zombies issues. I think it's 25, 26, 27. There's a Namor storyline where he's all Aztec out. Um, but Submariner number one, how's it selling? A nine point eight sold last month for fourteen thousand four hundred dollars, mm. while a nine six sold in March for forty three hundred. Uh, this is not a scarce book. There are plenty of copies of it out there. the The scarcity comes, though, I think, in those high grade books. the The nine eights, nine sixes. Uh, that blue cover is very susceptible to uh, showing off the spine ticks and wear. So, if you find a high grade copy, find your cut yourself lucky, and get it graded. This is from the Marvel expansion of 1968, where their distributors changed and the the limitations that were put upon them in a number of books that they could put out each month were lifted. So they went nuts. Tales of Suspense split into Iron Man and Captain America. Tales to Astonish split into the Hulk and Submariner. And early fandom kind of speculated on these books back then. So there are not a shortage of copies like Richard said, but uh, you know, the, the super sharp high grade ones. Okay. Do I think this is a $14,000 plus book in 9.8? No, but I'm not the one willing to plunk the money down for this. <laughs> I, I have a soft spot in my heart for this book. When I came back to collecting, um, I was not used to paying four figures for a comic book. I bought a 9.4 of this book for $1,300, which is at mm. the time the most I had ever paid for a comic book. It was cost more than my laptop. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I have, I have, like I said, I have a soft spot for anti-heroes, Namor, Dr. Doom. Uh, they're, they're, they're characters who are complex and uh, ultimately not as evil as people try to portray them to be. And uh, so I was really a big fan of this book. Uh, got my high grade copy. I still have it. It's still a part of my collection. And it will be for quite some time. What did you think of the Wakanda Forever trailer? I loved it. I, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing how much they packed into such a short trailer. They packed in a tribute to um, the, the outgoing uh, Black Panther and, you know, some foreshadowing for the future uh, Black Panther, as well as Namor. Uh, there's, you know, there's a lot of information packed in that video, 
And I, from the looks of it, they're going to be very um, culturally sensitive, but but not in not I don't want to say it in a bad way. They're they're going to to make it a part of the story, and I think that that's important when you do the diversity uh, that Marvel seems to be taking on. You can't it can't be tacked on. It has to be a part of the story you're trying to tell, and it looks like that's going to be the case for uh, uh, Wakanda Forever. They they made uh, over a billion dollars with the first movie following that pattern. I don't see them straying from it. John's conspiracy theory of the week. Cue X Files music. Thank you. Um, the baby. Okay. Uh-huh. Chala's baby. Doctor Doom's time machine. Maybe a travel back to the past for the grown-up baby to become the new Black Panther, or a multiverse to Chala. What do you think? Uh, they've done a multiverse to Chala already in. Um, in um, the um, What If series. Right. So um, it would be interesting if they do it again. I, I, I really think they're going to leave behind um, Bozeman's um, version of, T- of T'Challa and go for something different. And I don't think they're going to uh, resurrect Killmonger. I think they're going to go in a new direction. Um, and, I, and I think that's warranted. I, I think the the future phases need to have new faces you can't keep recasting the same role and you know just, just like they're recasting iron man uh just like they're doing uh captain america uh they are they are reimagining the character and i see them doing the same thing for uh black panther the future phases new new need new phases see i can't even say it right uh can say <laughs> say it three times fast all right well uh as everybody and their mom is surely aware by now, this past weekend was San Diego Comic-Con. Yes, after three long years, Comic-Con was back. Um, Richard, I can tell you a little bit about it. First of all, we missed you. Um, everyone everyone that stopped me said, where's Richard? Where's Richard? How come Richard's not here? Uh, yay, John, get out of my way. Where's Richard? I want to meet Richard. Uh, lots of that. Um, I will give you a full report here. A smaller crowd. I would say it was on par with what we saw in November. For Really? Yes. I was shocked at uh, the amount of breathing room and elbow room uh, that we had to walk around, even on Saturday. Uh, we went uh, Wednesday night, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Saturday, that's how you say it. And you know it just wasn't as jam-packed as it usually is it did seem like there were more comic book dealers like in november compared to past years which was great artist alley was packed lots of artists lots of great names and lots of course activity by those big media companies particularly marvel with the exception of dc who passed on having a presence at the convention this year that doesn't make any sense to me Warner Discover, you know, Discovery, the merger, cost cutting, cost cutting, cost cutting. But it's, but it's 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 SDCC. It's the biggest, friendliest media show out there. I think that's why The Rock would not be denied. I think uh, he showed up because Black Adam's opening, and you know what? If you don't have me at Comic Con, what the <laughs> heck are you doing? Right. He was there. Uh, people went nuts. Uh, in more comic book related things than that, the physical comics, um, I dropped off some books at the CGC booth. Okay. 
Today is Monday, July 25th. The books were received and scheduled for grading already. You know, that almost makes it worth the trip just for that. <laughs> We've mentioned that before on this show that doing a show drop-off seems to be the, no pun intended, fast track to getting your books back. So that was a little nutty. Now, uh, full transparency, disclosure, I have some express books in there. So that may have goosed it a little bit, but I was shocked. I dropped the books off Wednesday night at preview night and they showed up received, not only received, but scheduled for grading today. All the tiers, including the standard non-fast track economy tier is scheduled for grading. So I wonder if they were shipping books every day back to Sarasota instead of waiting until Sunday or Monday to ship books back. And since I dropped off on Wednesday, you know, they're showing up already. That was the big mind blower for me uh, for the weekend. So it was a really great time. Enough of me talking about it. Let's take a look. It was great, Richard. Uh, I got to meet so many friends of the show, including Jeff, a.k.a. the Golden Age Guru, uh, my my friend and fellow Army vet Dollar Bin Dude on Instagram, who was wearing a Bronze and Modern God shirt completely coincidentally, swear to God. Uh, Nigel from Desired Comics on Instagram was there, plus these guys. Everybody, I am here with Ali from the world-famous Elite underscore Comics 11, friend of the show, Right? You've yeah, been on the a, show several times. I have, but hey, we're in person I now. I know! <laughs> we never actually physically met before. So tell everybody why you're here today. Yeah, so it's a big step for Elite Comics 11. We got our first booth at San Diego Comic-Con. We're here with Silver Age Comics, an elite vendor of ours. We work with regularly, and it's just so great to be able to finally meet all these faces uh, in person. So. And uh, what's cool is you were doing live sales here yesterday as yeah. well. We're just getting started. So we did a live sale here at the booth, Silver Age Comics, and then Elite Comics 11 will do live sales today with Super World Comics and Man Behind the Red Hood as well. And we're going to keep that going uh, all show long. And what are you looking for? Anything? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of getting into the mood with like <laughs> a lot of people to get some Golden Age, looking, starting to look at some Golden Age, especially World War II covers, just on a personal note. But uh, man, there's so much stuff here. It's pretty overwhelming. I'm on day three and I bought one book. Okay. So, I mean, I'm with you. It's like Spotify. The first time you go on Spotify, you're like, oh my God, <laughs> it's full of stars. I don't know what to do. And uh, you kind of get paralyzed. But uh, uh, I want to give a special shout out to this guy who's here too, <laughs> running the camera. Hi, Bill. Hey. Uh, so everybody, thanks a lot. Uh, Thanks for uh, supporting the show, Ali. Of course. Everybody, go over to Elite underscore Comics 11 on Instagram and hit follow, and we will uh, be right back. 
Appreciate it. Hey, everybody. Friend of the show, Steven from Minor Keys Comics. He made it to San Diego. What's going on, Bronze and Modern Gods? What's happening? Tell everybody where you're at. I'm at Red Hood booth. Hey, they can't see that I don't have shoes on, right? No. Okay, cool. <laughs> just, just wanted to make sure. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for, I mean, look at this, right? I, I appreciate it. Awesome. That is what I really, really uh, missed was the opportunity to, to meet a lot of these people that we've seen uh, doing their own thing on YouTube and uh, just to be able to, to, to interact with them and then all of our followers. You know, that's that uh, I really missed out on that. It was crazy to think that it's been almost three years since we done we've started this thing. And this is the first time we physically met these people yeah. in person. Uh, and it was really great to finally make uh, some real connections there. And look at these books right here. Oh, my gosh. So many grails. Just insane. Uh, you just look at them through the glass and drool. It, it was just amazing. Besides these beautiful, beautiful books, I got to see other books that I want, like Black Rider number one with a Stan Lee photo cover. That's Stan Lee dressed as the Black Rider on the cover of that book, believe it or not. And Richard and Albedo number two and 9.8. Oh, geez. <laughs> and we just talked about this book on last week's show. Love Romances number 106 with My Sister, My Enemy. Take it away, Bob from Bunky Brothers. Introduce yourself again. This is Bob from Bunky Brothers. And tell me why that's an awesome book. It's an awesome book because you picked it out. That's why it's an awesome book. <laughs> and it's the last issue of Love Romances with a Jack Kirby cover and two, I think, maybe three Jack Kirby stories inside. And it's severely underrated, right? Absolutely underrated. You should buy this and pay more money than we're asking. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks. And Richard, that wasn't all. My favorite book of the convention... Journey in the Mystery Annual number one in 9.6. How does that book exist? <laughs> Didn't I see uh, the artwork for that book, the, the cover art for that book there at the show? Well, speaking of that, Richard, I had this insanely crazy moment that we can go to right now. Roll that beautiful bean footage. I am here with Hans from Tri-State Original Art. Correct. And you have some amazing pieces. Uh, tell us a little bit, first of all, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, well, my website is Tri-State Original Art, mm -hmm. um, originalart.com. I'm located in Newark, Delaware, East Coast. And, and uh, you come every year, right? I, you always have kind of the same position, the same booth. Yeah, spot. I've had the same booth for, I'd say, at least 10 years. And uh, I've attended Comic-Con since 1991 which I think was the first year where they did it here in the in the right. convention center. And I see lots of, you know, my sweet spot, I see lots of Kirby stuff. I see something from that from the Bicentennial Battles annual, uh, Treasury Edition. I see some really nice uh, Space Coast pieces. But you have, which uh, viewers of this YouTube channel know, is my holy grail of original art. So let's take a look at it. Sure. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, actually, Hans, why don't you explain to everybody what this is? Okay, this is the uh, four annual one cover, Journey in the Mystery Annual number one from 1965. Uh, Jack Kirby is the artist, 
Um, do you, what do you think? Did he ink this himself? He did not ink this himself. Okay. And many people believe that it's uh, Vinnie Coletto on inks, but it's actually Mike Esposito. Really? Which is a longtime inker on Spider-Man. Um, I actually, con well, Mike Esposito was alive. I actually contacted him and he said, yeah, I, I, I did that cover uh, in summer of 65. I also inked like the FF Annual 3 cover and the Tales of Suspense 67. Wow. So, I so had all three of those jobs at the same time. Long time mystery finally solved. That's so right. uh, update that on comics.org, will you? Thank you. <laughs> uh, this is amazing. Uh, as everyone who watches the show is waiting for me to say, Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you. <laughs> Thanks, Hans. Sure. Besides holding that, what I call the hand of God, that original art. I also got to see great artists like Dan Jurgens. He killed Superman. And this guy, Art Adams. We love Art Adams. And Richard, he had a special message just for you regarding the original art to your favorite cover, the Firestar variant of Young Allies number six. I left the Young Allies uh, original artwork in my cat letter bin. <laughs> the cat liked it a great deal. I apologize for your loss. Thank you. <laughs> that is amazing. That, uh, uh, that again, an, another thing that I wish I was there to see. <laughs> the, the true story is, he told me, that uh, Firestar drawing was actually a fan consignment that he drew a commission for, and then Marvel saw it and ended up requesting a copy of it, and they wanted to use it as a variant cover. So it's long gone. You know, buy a commission from him. Have him redo it. Maybe bigger. Uh, bigger? <laughs> I don't know if it can be bigger. No, that's a great idea. I think the next time I, I uh, will see him, I will I will do that. That's a great idea, Chuck. Thank you. I'm, I, I was due. I've, I've been due for one for a while. I also had the great honor of sitting on my first San Diego Comic-Con panel. Yes, after 30-plus years, I joined uh, a good crew. Efren from uh, Passport Comics on Instagram, Ian from Hood Rat, Hood Rat Comics, and Mickey from Swagler House for a panel called How to Start a Comic Book YouTube Channel. It was a lot of fun. And I want to thank everyone who made the nearly mile-long trek to the San Diego Central Library to see it. Uh, we, it was a long, and we tried to use uh, the Lime scooters, and that was a whole adventure in of itself. We were almost late because of the Lime scooter fiasco. F you, Lime. Um, but the fact that there were nearly 50 people there to see us was just a huge honor. I didn't expect that at all. Um Let's get to what you guys really want to know, the prices. What were any deals? What was going on? Well, I think there was a great selection. The, the better part of that was that the dealers seemed to be more willing to entertain offers than in Comic-Con's past. Yeah. Um, I will say for every dealer that was willing to wheel and deal, there were some dealers that did not get the memo, uh, as this video clip shows you. Richard, do you want to Shogun Warriors number one in 8.0 for $80? Uh, no. Are you sure? It's got a big-ass spine tick. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> uh, but I do want to show you a few things that I bought. I bought one PC book for me, period. That's all I bought. I was a big looky-loo this weekend. And I bought one PC book for you, and I'm going to show you your book first. Yeah, love it. Love it. First Black Adam uh, cover. You want to tell people what this is? 
Yeah, this is uh, Alter Ego. It's, um, it's the first cover of Black Adam. You see him there against the Marvel family. Now, Marvel Family 1 is the, uh, the first story with Black Adam, but he was not on the cover of that particular book. This was a fanzine. This wasn't even an official publication. It was a Roy Thomas's fanzine from the early 60s. And just, to, again, to show you the wheeling and dealing that was going on, the sticker price there says $350. I offered the dealer $325, and he said, you can have it for $300. That's correct. <laughs> okay. Don't mind if I do. Uh, here's what I got for myself. No big surprise. Yellow Claw number two. Uh, I would say it's a 6.5. Uh, really strong copy. Do you have and I have three and four. I have one, three, and four. This was uh, the last missing piece for my full run. And now I get to upgrade over and over again. It's never ending. But this is also, it, despite the John Severin cover, this is an all Jack Kirby issue. Every story, every Yellow Claw story is by Jack Kirby. And the art is beautiful. He, I think he inked himself here, which is interesting. Uh, so that's good. And then I... Congratulations. Could, thank you. I could not resist getting some of the J. Scott Campbell exclusives. Here's the Spider-Man one. And here is your man Miles, signed by uh, Mr. Campbell. And look at Spider Gwen, Richard. That's hot. That's a great cover. All with uh, certificates of authenticity. And those will be coming to a live sale near you. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Bronze and Modern Gods. I've got some Art Adams exclusives. I love that. It's from, you know, it's that classic Wolverine pose from classic X-Men number one redrawn again more cod's or coas there here it is again but with the rest of the classic x-men lineup and then i don't know if you saw this one richard black cat done in the 25th anniversary marvel anniversary cover that's awesome is that cool or what yeah I, I got the last one so i got lucky there and then of course here is another wolverine uh by art i just love that it it's beautiful so all in all, super happy, super excited to be back at San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, the uh, staff and the crew were really good about making sure everything ran smoothly, no lines, no craziness. Uh, it was just really, really enjoyable. Yeah, you said uh, going to see Art Adams, there wasn't a, I expected there to be a two-hour line to be able to see the man. No, just waltzed up. Bought some books from him, had a little conversation, had him do a video for you, as you saw. And just, you know, it was like that with pretty much a lot of the artists. Uh, Dan Jurgens was there just hanging out. Joe Phillips. Uh, uh, some of the bigger names. Yeah, there was a bit of a line and stuff. I mean, Mar Todd McFarlane had a whole thing going on. You had to be in line at seven in the morning. <laughs> uh, homie, don't play that at yeah. my age. Sorry, I'm sleeping. But there was a there was a Spawn uh, Comic Con exclusive blank cover that he signed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know why you would be excited about a blank cover from Todd McFarlane. Unless, don't you want the art? <laughs> yeah, unless he did the art at the time, I just don't know why you would want it. But hey, hey, you collect what you collect. You do. It's this. it's a snowbird from Alpha Flight in a snowstorm with a polar bear drawn <laughs> by Todd McFarlane in black and white. In black and white, exactly. Uh, but yeah, it was great. I mean, uh, there definitely lots of young energy there. I know I sound like someone's old 
grandpa when I say that, but I, I love seeing new people in the hobby really excited about it and, and buying books, buying physical books and, and, and really wheeling and dealing. Uh, so many people I met, I, I want to mention them all, Patrick, Grill Keepers, Keys, I got to meet. Uh, uh, the man behind the red hood was there and uh, I just – some great dealers. Harley was there. Of course, our good friend, Jamie from Southern California comics down there in San Diego. So shouts, shouts outs to everyone's. Yeah. I'm so glad to hear that there's a, a younger contingent because I always worry about the hobby falling into the classic car trap mm -hmm. you know, where the, the, the people who own classic cars are in their sixties and seventies. And um, you know, they just seem to, it just seems to stay that way. Or stamps. Or Who stamps. stamps. <laughs> so to see a new influx of, and I, I, I completely uh, put the uh, put the credit to Marvel with their with their movies. Regardless of what you think of an individual movies for Marvel, overall they've done nothing but excellent things uh, for the hobby, bringing in a whole class of people that may not have been interested previously. That's why it was such a disappointment to have no. Well, I won't say no, but negligible presence from dc right um, i don't know what's going on there i'm not going to rail on them like i usually do i'm just going to leave them alone and hope that um after this merger happens and completes that things shake out and internally they they get their act together because you know i'm rooting for them same same here i i think we need uh we need a two-party system when it comes to comics. <laughs> we need more than that. I mean, uh, uh, Aftershock Comics was there. Scout was there. Boom yep. was there. Image, of course. It was great to see lots of uh, non-Big Two publishers there. Uh, Eight Billion Genies, I got to tell you, I saw one dealer that had Eight Billion Genies number ones, and nobody else had them. And he sold out of his little stash. Nobody had the Glitter Kitty uh, edition because I was actually looking to buy that one because I think it's adorable, but no one had it. Yeah, I'm I'm curious about that book. I mean, I think this like like we talked about last week. I think the story is interesting. Uh, does it have staying power? Can they keep up the 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 interest in the concept over a 12 month period? That's that's what I want to see. Yeah, I saw lots of uh, in other other aspects. I saw lots of big books trading hands. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna. I don't want to uh, put anybody on on a spotlight that they don't necessarily want to be on, but I saw Captain America three trade mm -hmm. hands. I saw some major major keys that are up there uh, go to new owners. So, yeah. and I saw people in their Instagram feed of uh, one person bought an Avengers uh, number one that was uh, the, his pinnacle comic book, you know, mm -hmm. his his Grail of Grails, and was just thrilled to have that book. So. That's that's wonderful. I you know I always am concerned about big cons like that that people price gouge because of the cost of the con and and availability. But I'm glad to see people found deals and found things to take home. Hey, that yellow claw number two, the asking price was eight fifty. I offered six, and the guy said sure. I mean, there was no hesitation. So, guys, this is a buyer's market right now. Do not be afraid to wheel and deal. Do it. Yeah, totally agree. Right now is the best time to be buying a comic. Maybe not so much selling, uh, but still a good time to be a comic book collector. Speaking of some deals that are out there, there are all sorts of underrated books, and that's why we have our underrated books of the week. Richard, what is yours? 
Mine this week is uh, going staying with Submariner, Submariner number 33. Uh, this is the first appearance of Nemora in modern comics. Really? really? Yeah. Uh, Nemora is, is uh, a, a, let's call her a psychic of, of Submariner anymore. Uh, he's actually, uh, his, uh, she's his cousin. Her first appearance was in Submariner Comics number 27 in 1948. So, you know, most people aren't going to be able to afford that. I remember buying that off the stand. <laughs> uh, she went. She had a lot of adventures with uh, Namor. Uh, then was apparently killed. Uh, was poisoned and was replaced by her clone, Namorita. Um, There's an interesting tie-in. Namora, uh, Namora was found not to be dead. She was actually uh, resurrected by Jimmy Woo and the Agents of Atlas, uh, a team that she joined. So. Is this potentially a tie-in that will bring in new agents of Atlas? I think that's go. an interesting concept. Here's the variant cover to Atlas number one, the Namora variant cover. Isn't that isn't that awesome? That, that is a gorgeous cover. Beautiful. Um, so you know, we'll see. Raw's going for thirty to forty dollars on eBay right now. It's it's not a book that's being chased, which is the kind of books that I like. Um, there are only 50, 50, 58 copies on the census. Three of them nine point eights. Uh, there were there haven't been any recent 9.8 sales. The highest recent sale that I found was an 8.5 for $200 back in May. There's an 8.0 at the same time that sold for 100. So uh, definitely some deals you can get. Um, there is one copy on the census of the Pence version of this book. I think I still think Pence versions are underrated and are a great opportunity for people who want to create to collect those uh, lower print run books. But no, this is this is because I had two conversations at Comic Con with people about Pence copies. Oh, really? And yeah, and we were all stumped at why they are not uh, held in the same collectability esteem as, like, you know, Mexican or Italian variants, uh-huh. or German variants, or Russian variants that you see selling for a big money now. Uh, what is it with the Pence version? Is it because it's in English too? I think it's you know. I think it's a blind spot people have. And at some point they're going to realize uh, that there is real value there. Just mm-hmm. like, you know, na- you know, newsstands and second prints and all these different uh, variations of uh, a, a original issue. Canadian that- variants, Canadian price variants. They're in English too. The only difference is the price. Why are those more desirable? That's like I say, I think, I think people are at one day are going to wake up. So if, if you come across Pence versions, Pick them up. You can get them for a song compared to the original. Flight um, of London. <laughs> Flight of London, yeah. Well, you may be adding a little bit of expense there. <laughs> hey, go, to, go to London anyway. You'll enjoy it. I did it. Come on, people. <laughs> uh, Namora, interesting. You know she had her own title in the late 40s. Oh, it did not. Namora the Sea Beauty. They, they launched a few female superhero titles right when Timely was in its last days. Uh, Namora, Sun Girl, who was the Human Torch's sidekick, and good old Venus. They all launched at the same time, but only Venus seemed to have any staying power back then. Mm-hmm. Excellent. All right. My underrated book this week is this beauty, Strange Tales Annual Number 1. This is tied with... Millie the Model Annual number one for the very first Marvel Annual. They both came out on the same date, July 3rd, 1962. Yes, that's 60 years ago this month. While the Strange Tales Annual was all reprinted material, the Millie the Model Annual was all new material. So 
what are you considering the first Marvel annual proper, Richard, of those two? I would say million model, personally. Because it's all new material? I don't know. It's 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 uh it's it's, it's a reprint otherwise, right? It's, well, it's neck and neck. You know, they're both annuals, they both came out in 62, same day. Uh this, however, is a beautiful package. It's filled with Jack Kirby and Stan Lee monster stories, pre-hero monster stories. Plus, there's some Steve Ditko and Don Heckart in there as well. So just a great, great package. Uh, no Fin Fang Foom in here, but you do have Gratu. Uh, okay. You have Diablo. All sorts of uh, Serpentor, I think, is in there. The most recent notable sale for Strange Chills Annual Number 1 was for a CGC 9.2 in April of this year for $3,600, which is low to me. Really? Okay. Well, listen to this. A 6.5 sold in March of this year for $258. Wow. That's insanely low and underrated. Uh, I think if you see a Strange Tales annual number one hanging around at a show, uh, I would snatch that up because uh, I don't think people realize A, it exists, and B, how monumental it is. Mm-hmm. Yep, I, I, I agree. That's that's amazing. I'd like to see let's, – let's put a – Marker here and check back on the value of both of these books a year from now. Mm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. A little milli action there. I just happen to have it here too. All right, everybody. Thank you again. Everybody I saw, met, and shook hands with and fist bumped at San Diego Comic-Con. It was amazing to meet all of you. And hopefully we can do it again next year. And Richard, we have some shows coming up, right? Northeast Ohio Con, or what's it called? Neocon. Mm-hmm. coming up. Yep, I'm going. Uh, me and uh, our mutual buddy Forrest are going to go. Uh, we, we seem to be uh, con buddies. And it's a, it's a great show for uh, for the area. It's one of the larger shows. Uh, people look forward to it. Uh, couldn't miss it. Yeah, I'm looking right now. It's Sunday, July 31st from 10 to 4. At the North Olmsted Soccer Sportsplex in yep. North Olmsted, Ohio. That's right around the corner from you, isn't it? Uh, um, uh, a tip. Uh, go buy tickets at Comics or Go if you were interested in going. It's a com- local comic book shop. Second big tip, show up early. Parking is limited. If you want to park on the premises, get there early. Otherwise, you get to park in the overflow lot, which you do not want to do. And you don't want to, uh, you know, get lost in the crowd of people waiting to meet Richard. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> if you do see me there, uh, don't be afraid. Come up, say hi. I appreciate it. And uh, it should be fun. We we love Eric, uh, the owner of Comics Argo, and we want to support this show. Uh, local shows are the lifeblood, guys. I mean, Comic-Con San Diego is one thing, but these local shows, man, that's where it's at. Absolutely. I buy, I get my most best deals at local shows and have made friends with different dealers who come to these shows all the time and you make a relationship and you get good prices over time. You know, it's, it's definitely worth it. And coming up as well uh, in uh, January, I believe a little birdie told me California comic con is happening again with our friend Terry from Terry's comics. This time it's being brought to you by short boxed. I am so wanted to go to that show. I really enjoyed the time I was there last time. Um, it was a pivotal moment for my collection. Um, I just would love to come again. So I'm, I'm planning on it. Well, you have no choice. You're coming. So you might as well just plan on it. Uh, I'm not giving you the choice. Yep. I think, I think I've got enough uh, spouse points to be able to, to make that call. 
<laughs> All right, everybody. We will see you next time. Thanks so much. Yep, everybody stay safe. <laughs>